You are listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Belley, your host, and I'm super thrilled to bring you stories, inspiration, and strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am a digital communication and brand strategist, business advisor, award-winning author, and a speaker. I am on a mission to help professionals, corporate executive and entrepreneur to become leading voices in their field by finding what makes them unique and creating compelling messages to the right audience. Are you wondering whether you are communicating clearly to your audience what you do and why they should buy from you? Well, this is a limited time offer. Apply for a complimentary assessment of your website at francinebelly.com slash review. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash review to find out more. Welcome to the introductory season three of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. In this season, I am going to put a strong emphasis on the third M, which is movement. This season one was more or less focused on meaning and sharing with you the inspirational journey of my guest to actually how they are doing meaningful work and uh, living a meaningful life. They've shared very openly their journey towards living a meaningful life and also great insight and practical tips across a wide range of subjects. So the season two was just about money and sharing key learnings that I've learned throughout my journey and what prevents us actually to get paid for what we're worth. It was just me. There was no guest. Then now we have the season three, which is focused on the movement. And I have a great lined up of new guests in this season who are creating powerful movements. Starting next week with Parmin Devere. She is the former CEO of Tony, Tony Elumelu Foundation, the most ambitious program of entrepreneurship in Africa. It is full of inspiration, insight, lessons. You really don't want to miss this episode. So you got to tune in next week, Tuesday on the 4th of June to start with the season three of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. So in today's episode, I'd like to explore the actually idea or should you create a movement or a community? Here's the deal. In a hyper-competitive landscape, improving your product or service only no longer cuts it. People want to dream to be enchanted by what you offer. Um, they want to pay attention you know, to what you're doing. And they want more than simply a function. Whether you are a startup 
trying to get your product out there or an executive looking to attract great talent or a professional person looking to get the attention of recruiters. How are you ensuring that you are building something bigger than yourself or a company that people can dream about and want to be part of? So, you know, in the season one, my guests have shared their transformation and their transformative journey to get where to where they are now. The impact of their work that they have on their client, they share that. And then they also shared their vision and they hope to impact more people and the movement they are building or they wish to build. Courtney Kirschbaum, if you remember, it was in the episode two. She is on a mission to build a movement of entrepreneurial job seekers who know their value and want to find their place. Tanya Tarr, she wants to build a movement around people learning and deepening their negotiation technique. And Penny Power, she's looking to build a movement of loving, caring, and supporting business owners. And what about me? I am on a mission to build empowered leaders who know how unique they are and take the step fully to step into their strength to impact positively their community. So building movements and building a community sometimes are often used interchangeably, but there is a nuance. Building a movement has a wider impact and involves a lot of people, um, you know, and at his its heart, it has a social change and social impact. So the interaction and relationship uh, with people involved in a movement is actually smaller due to the huge number of people. So building a community, however, is often done on a smaller scale, um, you know, to share common interests, learn from each other all together and be with like-minded people to support personal goals. But it can also, a community can also be a step toward building a movement that will change the world. So one of the best resources I found out there explain which explains the difference between building a community and building a movement is from Doug uh, Atkin uh, from the glueproject.com. So I will add the link in the show notes. Um, so you can go and check, um, you know, what's the, the difference he's making. He provides great insight about that. So a good idea actually is to start to create a community to test the water, so to speak, and learn from people needs and their concern, their dreams. Um, and this can evolve naturally into a movement. So the online world is particularly good to create communities. And there are millions of communities of all kinds of interests, whether it's Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, Google Plus, WhatsApp group, um, you know, even offline, like meetups, it is easy to start or join a community based on your interest today than it has ever been before. So why should you then consider creating a community? So the greatest currency actually we have in the digital age is 
having a significant community that cares about what we do. Uh, whether you want to publish a book, write a column in a magazine or in the newspaper, speak on an event, launch a product or a service, or when you approach a potential partner for your business, you are inevitably asked this question. What is the size of your community? I, that means that how many followers do you have or why should I care about you? So influencers, publishers, organizations, and promoters, we often only consider partnering with you if you are you or you have a significant following or a community. So you can also see at the moment a new marketing role that is on the rise, which is called social media and influencer manager or something or the other, some, some, some terms around this. A simple Google search actually returns more than 24 million of results based on that search. And many organizations actually understand the power of social media influencers and their strong relationship and trust they have with their community. And they approach such influencers to relay their message today. This is why this is really picking up so much. I love this quote from Simon Sinek, the author of Start With Why and famous TikTok, uh, which has more than 44 million views, who says that it is the followers, not the visionary, who bring the vision to life. Visionary needs followers as much as followers need a vision. Reflect on that, that's powerful. So you may be well advised to start creating your community. But where do you start? Well, if you want to go further and learn more about how to create exponential community, you may want to read a series of articles that I wrote a couple years ago on platform thinking. So it's on my website. I'm going to put the, um, the link in the show notes. Um, and this described actually the strategies that digital platforms such as Airbnb, Uber, Amazon, YouTube, and Facebook have used to take over the world. I was privileged to be, um, uh, to have a training with, uh, on the strategy to build digital platform with Jeff Parker, who is one of the author of the book called Platform Revolution. In this book, the author explained, uh, among other things, the strategy that this platform we all know are using or have used to achieve an exponential reach. So this is called the network effect. So the more users engage with the platform and like it, the more they will invite their friends to join them and the more it attracts other users to also join the platform. So in my book, also personal branding in the digital age, in the pillar number seven, build your community. I describe at length how to build a community that cares about what you do and support you to achieve your goal faster. Um, so I've also, um, um, 
featured Ross Shaw in this pillar number seven, who is the founder of Tech London Advocates, who tells me how he has built what he is now the most influential tech community in London, but also across the world. This was a fun project that he started after he voluntarily retired from Skype. Um, that actually exploded beyond his wildest dream. He also told me about the network effect that he's used uh, to build this community and other key values that um, you know he has made the DNA of the community, such as a spirit of openness and inclusivity. Um, you need to start small and be consistent. And also, if somebody reaches out for help, you help them. So those are the principles that he uh, you know, applied in this community to get to where it is at the moment. You should read the full story in the book, actually. Um, so this means that the key when building your community is really to find people who believe in your message, in your vision, and are willing to get on board and make it happen. But you also need, once they are there, to provide them value. This means that you should be super clear, very, very clear about the people you want to attract and those that you want to repel. Focusing on a niche that you are very passionate about is the key. And also those people who join your community should be also passionate about whatever you are building that community for. This is to ensure that it is sustained in the long run. So if it is easy to create a community today than never before, it is a different matter to build an engaged community that participates and contributes to the community. You have always all been to this community where some people are happy to sit in the back seat and just consume what other people are doing. But this is not what you want to do or you want um, to build. You want to build an engaged community where everybody is participating to the common good. Having people to join your community, actually, as I was saying, is really one thing. And then they need to be fully engaged and contributing to the community in a meaningful way. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond likes, retweets, or, you know, replying to posts and things like that. So engagement, however, doesn't just happen. You know, uh, this is a thing that I had to learn myself, um, you know, and um, at least not at the beginning. You need to actively facilitate this. So which means that you need to have some kind of onboarding system with a personal touch uh, to reach out to the core users, even if it is only a few of them. Um, those are the people who are the most engaged and are really commenting, are sharing, and are contributing uh, valuable um, you know, information and give them the responsibility to drive further engagement. So I'm currently managing this alumni network of a business program where we have uh, helped 100 women um, with to build their skills in their business. But now they graduated and they become alumni. So I'm 
actually facilitating that community. And I've learned a few things uh, by doing so that I'm sharing with you as well uh, to help you actually, you know, see what are the things that get results and what doesn't. So members of your community need to initiate conversation. You know, they need to start new posts and take ownership. It is important, of course, to let them express themselves and make their cause, this cause actually that you have their own. This means that you need to have, you know, the right people joining the community, as I was saying in the first place. People who are passionate about the cause and care about making things happen and are prepared to take action. So this is not passive members, um, so that you need to be clear about how they can help you reach your common goal. This needs to be spelled out. So you also need to know what matters to them and give them useful tools to help them create the place they want to see and give them just what they need, you know, don't confuse them by giving them too much things that, you know, confuses them or overwhelm them. Just give them whatever they need to do their work properly. And you also need to clarify the rules of the game up front and let people know which behavior are acceptable and those that are not tolerated in your community. So therefore a code of conduct well laid out is a great starting point for that. So you also need to know that when you are starting to create a community, you may need to do a bit of handholding at the beginning to nudge them and organizing those interactions. But as the community matures, the members should be naturally taking charge and support each other and self-govern. Here are a few thoughts I'd like to leave you with. First, to build a great community or a movement, it is a marathon, but you can start now. Don't worry about a few likes that you get or don't get on social media. So know that you are making a difference, whether you have one follower, 100 follower, 100,000 followers, they all matter in the end. And answer also personally, have real conversation with your community to really understand what they need, how you can support them and make this a two-way conversation. So what are you committed to do today to start building a community that will evolve into an impactful movement? If you like to clarify your goals and achieve them faster, there are three ways to do that. One, you buy the book, Personal Branding in the Digital Age, How to Become a Known Expert, Thrive and Make a Difference in the Connected World that I wrote. It is available on Amazon, iTunes, Audible, or an ebook, audiobook, and paperback. Second, you can work one-on-one with me to clarify those objectives that you have and achieve them faster. For that, you need to book a call at francinebelly.com slash call, that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E.com slash call. And the third thing, which is a time-limited offer that I'm I'm doing now as an experiment, actually, is actually to 
If you are wondering, for example, whether you are communicating clearly to your audience what you do and why they should buy from you, you apply for a complimentary assessment of your website at francinebelly.com slash review. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash review. I will personally review your website and let you know what works, what may be confusing to your prospect and provide you a few guidance on what you need to do to clarify your message. So you need to apply today at francinebelly.com slash review for that assessment. That is a free assessment of your website. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared on this show. Whilst you are there, leave me a message in the comment section to let me know about your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, which was the former iTunes, Stitcher, or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. This review is very important because they are going to help other people also find this message when you leave me a review on one of the apps where you are listening to your podcast and preferably on iTunes or Apple Podcast because this is the widely spread app for podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I will see you next week for an epic episode of this season three. Until then, dream, act, and make an impact. Lots of love.